0: Face for Radio is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Podcasts, and at our website, Ecoplexmedia.com, where you can find links to all of the sources and music used in this program. What you're about to hear is a heavily edited version of our three-hour live show, which runs every Thursday from 9 to midnight Pacific. If you don't want to miss out on all of the shenanigans, be sure to check out the Listen Live tab on our website for more information. Finally, if you'd like to support Ecoplex Media with a financial contribution, consider becoming our patron at patreon.com forward slash now get ready y'all your nerdgasm awaits
1: so let's give a big introduction and a big hello
2: hello all this is lady viking
1: back from your trip
2: back from the hot hell of houston so yeah. glad and- to be back in the nice cold bay area
0: uh, oh this is not cold. <laughs> I know Re- so Relatively speaking Yeah in comparison It's cold Like yeah. uh, like Einstein said It's all relative Oh I-
1: And of course uh, We have this lovely lady here
3: Sarah Monster here
1: Sarah Monster in the house again Love it I get to see I get to see this lady yeah, Like repeatedly yeah. this week It's so much fun I know uh, And then Randall Fucking Aubrey
0: That's me y'all Thanks for joining us For this lovely program That we are about to give you This evening And my introduction is simple Go fuck yourself. It's an emergency.
1: Is this is Face Radio, and what do we always do when we start Face Radio? We talk about Star Wars. And, well, I mean, topping the docket, Episode 8 officially wrapped. I mean, barring any you know possible reshoots or anything else that they need to do, principal photography is done. Yeah. And we still have 486 days before it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but who's counting? You know, uh, you know, Hey.
2: a lot of editing, a lot of special effects. Oh, yeah. It's Star Wars. Yeah, they've yeah. got
1: to put a lot in there still. Oh, yeah. A lot needs to go into that but uh, they did have their wrap party at uh, the New York Natural History Museum and I mean obviously people tweeted and snapped and you know all kinds of social media the fuck out of this.
0: Dude the, the top photo on Star Wars News Net looks like the dining hall from Hogwarts <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I want to no, be there so bad
1: <laughs> well again that's that's the, uh, the, the New York City uh, uh, Natural History Museum which I yeah. mean I've never been to Mind you, it is on the bucket list. Uh place looks great though. Yeah. Um, and it looks like everyone had a fucking blast. Mark Hamill is all over this party. It's like every single picture. It, it looks like he was in every single picture. It's just it's it's redonculous It really, really is. Right. Are you surprised? No, 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 no. Because you know, I mean, he's having a beautiful sort of resurgence in the public eye. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, That's true. ever since uh ever since the Force Awakens came out. People are suddenly like, "Oh, Mark Hamill's back!" And everybody who is in the know is like, "He never really left. He didn't. No. <laughs> he just did a fuck ton of voice work. Yep. You know. Um, but this looked like so much fun. I, I wish I was cool enough to have gotten an invite. Today. Right. <laughs> where's our
0: Where's our Face for Radio press passes, you Dude,
1: that's what I'm saying. I'd like to think that by Support the time goals. Yeah, I'd like to think that by the time um, nine has its rap party and like four years or something like that, <laughs> I mean, that we, the, we might reach go. something.
0: By the time they wrap the Ben Kenobi movie oh, in, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, 2022.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, I can I can handle, I can handle, yeah, that's that's only like six years off. Just shoot the moon. Yeah. You got this. yeah, I mean, it'll take a little bit of time, but eventually, you know, we could get out of the studio and get some proper soundproofing on the walls. And I mean, yeah, goals. Hashtag goals. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I am really curious though, was the theme like, Pandas or something like that because they, they, they displayed like a panda up on, on, on one of the walls and people got like these little panda stamps on their hand. I don't know. It's adorable. Yeah, I
0: don't know. What... Did
3: everyone get to take home their very own panda? <laughs> that was no, those probably. Are,
0: those are actually Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they might have, I, I, maybe. I don't know. And they might have had those in the goodie bags.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. I just thought of a really bad panda joke. Do oh, it. no. Do you guys want to hear it?
0: Does it involve okay. eating shoots and leaves?
1: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yes, it does. So no, stop me if you've heard this one. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, that's a great joke. Somebody told me that the other day. I was just like, oh my God, that's great.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on here with this party, but everybody looks like they're having so much fun and I really wish I could be a part of it. There's some great videos. Apparently they had some live entertainment and stuff going on too. There's some uh, there's a video that Somebody going by the name of Raylo Finn on Instagram posted of a bunch of stormtroopers uh, doing some kind of dance routine. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so on and so forth. And that looked like it was a lot of fun.
1: Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, arguable. I mean, I don't know about watching a bunch of stormtroopers uh, dance to uh, a Michael Jackson song as uh, being called fun. But I guess if I had enough drinks and I was, you know, rapping Star Wars, then anything would be, like, awesome. Related to that, so yeah, why not? I'm—I don't mean to be a naysayer. I've had a little bit of a rough day, so don't pay attention to me.
3: Don't do um, silly dances, stormtroopers. Yeah. Pahrumpf.
0: Well, it's not like they can shoot anything. So you they know, might so as they, well dance. They out. might as well. They needed some kind of side <laughs> job, you know. It's in not case like the... they can shoot anything. <laughs> it's
1: like it's not like stormtroopers aren't notoriously poor shots or anything. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, though. I mean, Mark Hamill's out here getting pictures with. Everybody. <laughs> I mean,
0: fucking everybody. Ashley just messaged me and said, Mark Hamill at Star Wars party equals Matt from Periscope at every show oh, dude. in the Silicon Valley. So true. That's that's a good analogy. All right, Thanks well, now I'm much. a
1: little little confused because they're like Natural History Museum in New York, and then some were saying Natural History in London. So I, I'm confuzzled.
0: You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this actually was in London as opposed well, to Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I may have ju- got that. They
1: just finished the rap. I mean, they just finished at Pinewood, mm-hmm. so makes that's sense. in London. Yeah. It's south of London. Yeah. So yeah, it makes more sense that this is actually in in London. But Seems. either way, this looks like it was a dope fucking time and one day. Yeah. Goals.
0: I love seeing all these pictures of John Boyega and Oscar Isaac just palling around together constantly. They're like best buds now. That's such a power bromance couple. Oh, man. Right there. I just want to like, I just want to bask in all of that energy. Seconded, Harrison? Dude, no, I'm three way right here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, yeah. hey, dude. Yeah, all we about it. We know what
3: you'll be thinking about later. So fine.
1: Um, do you? <laughs> do you? Oh, I, have a, I have a few me. theories. Oh, me. I swear I diet myself every time I come on this show. <laughs> I swear I'm heterosexual, everyone. Except no. when I'm really drunk.
0: Mari's test or determined that that really was a lie
1: <laughs> <Mari's> <laughs> test determined
0: You are a homo um,
1: <laughs> Let's talk about Horrible things associated with Star Wars here Really quick um, A good long time ago In a galaxy not so far away There was a terrible film Called uh, The Man Who Saves the World Better known as Turkish Star Wars This came out in 1982 And it was supposed to be uh, some kind of Crazy sci-fi adventure with zombies And wizards and guys in gold flashy suits and and uh, i don't know dinosaurs and uh, i don't know <laughs> ugly outfits and it was all in turkish and oh by the way it was a horrible knockoff of
0: star wars it's it was kung fury before kung fury was kung fury
1: yes yes they have great views they have these great shots of these guys and cockpits with motorcycle helmets with like x-wings <laughs> flying around in the background and like you know the death star being They're blown just sitting up in front of a little like, screen oh no it was so bad like one of the one of the one of the cut scenes this guy's it's a profile shot of this guy talking as he's flying sideways through the trench of the death star you know and then there it, were
3: pictures of the death star oh,
1: there were pictures of the death star and there were snaps of chewbacca firing and, his bowcaster yeah and, and stormtroopers yeah and like Dude, okay, talk about blatant plagiarization right there. I mean, wow. Either way, this I can't wait. <laughs> this was a huge movie that ran in the Turkish cinemas and apparently no copies remained. So all that anybody out there in the cult film verse had available to them of this film were terrible dubbed bootlegs. Until now, thankfully some old geezer was a prote- projectionist back in the day, used one of these copies in a cinema that he owned, showed it for a couple of weeks, and then told the company that it was destroyed in the reels. And instead, he kept it. Ooh,
0: yeah. tricky. And bitch. he's been sitting on it ever since until now. He's
1: been sitting on it for fucking 34 years. Yeah,
0: a gentleman by the name of Ed Glazer, who works for Neon Harbor Entertainment. Uh, Has done a couple of cult cult fan film type things like this before, like a Turkish remake of Rambo (laughs) and a couple other things. And he is the one who he's the one who discovered this. He's in the process of restoring it right now um, and is going to be releasing it on DVD through Neon Harbor, along with uh, the other ones that they've already done. So we can all have a nice high quality copy of an incredibly low quality piece of cinema <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that we all that we all covet. digitally the,
3: remastered
0: right it's it's a, it's a really stellar act of turd polishing that's gonna go on <laughs> right. here right make this turd shine no i'm so i'm so stoked for this dude it's like there's there's a trailer we got we'll, we'll put a link up in the show notes we got the article from io9 uh there's a trailer in the article that shows just a whole bunch of scenes this, this movie is, yeah, like Harrison was saying a minute ago, is one of the most blatant pieces of plagiarization that you'll ever see. Uh, there's a quote here from Neon Entertainment's press release. It says, memorable sequences involve the heroes battling robots inspired by Battlestar Galactica and Forbidden Planet, mummies, skeletons, multicolored yetis, uh, starfighter cockpits, motorcycle helmets, and footage from the Death Star projected behind them with all the edits and everything. This oh my god I can't even I can't even wait I watched this trailer and I just how
1: Lucas didn't take them to court yeah how how did he not take them to court because he had to know yeah well you'll notice
3: that all the other copies mysteriously vanished
1: right
3: what do you mean we've what movies we got no movies what are you talking about makes (laughs) me wonder
1: if Disney's going to bring some kind of case up now that they own the property oh god I hope Hmm. not possible you you know you
3: know Disney let it slide.
1: Yeah,
0: Disney they have to let I it slide. I hope they've
3: already asked Disney to let it
0: slide. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that Luke that Lucasfilm was always really good about and had a certain degree of permissiveness with, which was one of the biggest reasons why all the Star Wars movies and, and the franchise has been so enduring, is their sort of their relatively lax hand when it comes to things like fan films and fan art and this idea of people being inspired to create their own Star Wars themed projects. As homages to the original franchise, yeah, Lucasfilm was always really good about that, really permissive about it. They have the Star Wars Fan Film Awards every year. There are resources available through their website where you can actually get sound packs of the official sound effects of things like blaster noises and lightsabers and explosions and see, things see, that they you, use in the films. I did not so know that you that. can, yeah, so you can use them to create Star Wars to create Star Wars programs. Here,
1: here's a big difference there. These people, these are these are fantastic nerds who are are dedicating a piece of work that is inspired by Star Wars and it's not, they're it's not, building not like a rip to the off. Empire. Yeah, well they're 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 trying to contribute to the world and and Disney or a Lucasfilm under Disney is is more than happy to let these people go, Okay, you love Star Wars this much that you want to make a film. Fantastic. But then these guys made something else entirely different and are ripping off Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine if if Lucas didn't go after them, that Disney may have a bit of a bone to pick with them. I don't but know. That we'll, is awesome.
0: We'll see. I I have a feeling, given how given how old this is, and given the cult phenomenon status that this has, mm, yeah. as a as a, a, a piece of cinema. I mean, this is one of the most high up and up until this point, this has been one of the most highly coveted fan films in existence because people thought this thing was basically extinct, and if disney decides to go after neon harbor entertainment for releasing this thing they're dumb they're dumb because all this is going to do is get more people more excited about more star wars and then that money, then that's just money is just going to funnel up to disney into lucasfilm as a result of that so they'd be they'd be stupid to go after these guys it's not even worth it it's more worth it to them than just look the other way and let them do what they're going to do you know or at least it's not like,
3: like everybody doesn't know it's not like they stole their intellectual property. Their their property, and they're showing it around, and like, oh look, we made this. Like, we all know where it came from. Right. You can't show that image to anyone and have them be like, I don't know what that is.
0: I've never seen a stormtrooper before.
3: What's a stormtrooper?
0: <laughs> you mean those Nazis?
1: Again, that movie is called The Man Who Saves the World, and yes, it's better known as the Turkish Star Wars. So, um, no news on when this is going to be released. Um, this 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 ancient thirty five millimeter copy has just been found, and they're gonna take it. Since there aren't any negatives, they're gonna do their best um, remastering of what they have, which I imagine will be pretty good given uh, the uh, the state of technology that we currently find ourselves in. They'll they'll be able to clean it up and and make the bad it's still turd terrible you know what makes
0: this even more exciting I'm just reading some of the some of the material from the io9 article apparently not only are they using f- uh, footage from Star Wars but they're borrowing music from Raiders of the Lost yep. Ark and Moonraker yeah. <laughs> for this movie literally <laughs> just lifting music Moon off of other films <laughs> <Raker>. <laughs> da, da, da. if you have a story idea constructive criticism or just want to troll us a little please visit the About Us tab at EcoplexMedia.com. There you'll find links to Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube page. And now, back to the show. I think we should probably just <gasps> do minute at this point because I think we're all going to have quite a bit to say about this fucking amazing, oh ridiculous God. movie. Okay, so uh,
1: I, uh, everyone, I've been talking about this film for a couple months now, ever since I found it, it was going to come out, and yes, it is the... Um, Daniel Radcliffe farting cadaver film.
3: <laughs> That's right. You heard that. Yes, you heard Let's that. Hear that. And Harry this, Potter uh, farting magical dead guy.
1: Yes, magical dead guy go. Oh my um, god. Oh my god. So oh my god. I, I know I had I had shown you a clip, Sarah Monster. I know I'd shown you a clip uh, a few weeks ago, several weeks ago. Um it's possible. and then I know it I know it slipped, you know, your mind as you're a busy lady. Um, and I, I I went to go see this movie. I got off work. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go catch a, a showing on a Thursday night. And I, I, I propositioned several people. And then I hit you up. And you're the only one who was like, like half an hour. Yeah, I totally want to see this movie. Everyone else is like, this looks fucking weird. And I, no, no, I, I don't want to see this.
3: He called my work. Just like, look at this trailer. I'm going to go see this movie at 945 or something. And I'm still at work. And, and it's 845. Like, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Yeah, this looks weird. I'm down. I'm down. I'm gonna check it out. Oh my god! I'm so glad I did. <laughs>
1: such a weird movie. I mean, it, if you've seen the trailers, it does not belie the true queer and and
3: odd, <sighs> twisted, odd, off kilter, yeah, uh,
1: endearing. Uh, I mean, and beautiful. And- yeah, <laughs> it's this movie was everything. It literally it ran the gamut through the spectrum of feelings. Yeah. And for all of you
3: disconnected, sad, kinda nerdy people out there feeling like all you really want is to connect with somebody. This is a movie for you. Hank
0: and Manny Best Friends Forever. Best friends forever. Best friends forever.
1: Ever. I don't know. This This, this movie was it it was I was expecting something something interesting and off kilter, and what I got was something
0: Yes. (laughs) It was me. I did it. No, for those of you, for those of you who haven't seen the trailers yet, or um, pl- hopefully maybe plan to soon, uh, the movie is—it's—it's it's sort of a survival story. Essentially, it opens up with Paul Dano's character. His name is Hank. He is stranded on a desert island somewhere, or so you, or so you believe. And he is—he's about—he's about to—he's about, about, to ha- about to hang himself. And as he's in the final moments of about of about to do so, there's a, a, a dead body washes up on the shore or body washes up on the shore. He doesn't realize that it's dead and he uh, gets loose and he goes to find he goes to find the, the over to the shore to go check it out and the the body is the the, the person is is very much dead. and that's Daniel that's Daniel Radcliffe's character. <laughs> And then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, so you know what the,
3: happens when you die, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you yeah. get uncontrollable <laughs>
0: flatulence, you, you, you <laughs> bloviate, and then you fart. Yeah, yeah. They, well, you, you shit go, your You, you <laughs> yourself. Yeah, they mention this. <laughs> yeah, yeah the they, they do. Like, so
1: when you die, you shit your pants because <laughs> you your bowels suddenly know. loosen and yeah.
0: everything comes out. Yeah, oh, but what he discovers is yeah, is is through that, and then throughout the course of the movie, is that this body has. Thank you. All is, is able to do all of these crazy and amazing things that allow him to be able to survive and slowly make his way back to civilization. So and- one of the
1: first things he realizes is he uh it's far he he pulls this this body in into the cave and he starts talking with it. And- no, that's
3: after the far, the the crazy speedboat scene. Oh, the fucking oh, jet no. ski.
1: Oh, no, that's, no, you're right. Yeah. Is after, okay. Because so, he tries
3: to go and hang himself so again, but he, he notices it just like keeps farting I, and keeps farting. It's,
1: okay. So this body is farting quite a bit. And and he once he realizes that that the, the Daniel Radcliffe is, is, is dead, is he doing? like he he decides okay well okay this isn't a person who's alive so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna continue on with what I'm doing. So uh, when when he initially sees the body, he in in his I, I guess rush to go see this person, he forgets that he's got this this makeshift rope around his throat, and he he steps off of the little cooler that he's standing on, and he starts strangling and as he's dangling there, and then it breaks. He goes over and he investigates the body, realizes they're dead, takes the belt off the body, uses that to fashion a new noose around his neck, and as he's getting ready to step off, step off the box for the second time— he notices that the body is doing these small little revolutions in yeah. a circle because <laughs> it a, hasn't in, stopped, in, stopped in farting. The way. Yeah, it hasn't stopped farting, and now it's like <laughs> so. Then, like he 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 loosens the noose and steps away. And the next thing you see is he's like jetting across the water. He's got this lasso around the neck of Daniel Radcliffe, and he's literally. Like, plugging his asshole with his thumb. No, no, no. And He's he, riding like, him
3: like a jet ski.
1: And, well, he was riding him like a jet sleep, but he had his hand in, like, his ass. No. Like, yeah, okay. No. Well, maybe I saw something different, but... Saw what you, you wanted to see. You just saw what you wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to see Paul Dano put his thumb in oh, Daniel Radcliffe's ass. You did. Either way, <laughs> no. he rides Daniel Radcliffe's character, the dead body, across... Who knows how far. Body of water. This body of water and then they wake up on, on the beach and I mean immediately I the second I see, part of their journey together begins. I, and the second part of their journey begins. And Eventually I, you can he tell, starts talking. Yeah, eventually starts talking. He drags him into um the this cave along the shoreline there and uh, you know, he starts to realize the marvel of this cadaver. As uh, it's been raining and there are like little fissures in the ceiling in the cave. Don't give us a play-by-play. The I don't whole know. Thing, but man. yeah, it's like, you know. He'll go see the movie. Uh, well, I hope or so. Because the, the movie was just so weird. It was charming and it was definitely irreverent. And then at the end.
3: It's like the more he talks uh, to right. it, connects with it, and befriends it, the more it like helps him and takes on magical powers. Oh, and I man. loved when he built things.
1: The sets. The, yeah,
0: the little in city, basically movie, that he built, he, the towers. He's, and he's the so bus weird. beautiful. Like the set design and all the crazy shit that he created to help like, in the woods to
3: explain things to jog to Manny. Manny's
0: to jog Manny's memory
3: to remember what it's like to be alive. It was
0: just wonderful. Like the, the just such an and ima- just such imaginative set construction. It and was stuff so that darkly whimsical. Because as he's because the the Please. thing is as 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 they're traveling together and making their way back into civilization, they start coming across all this garbage. Everywhere oh, yeah. that's like yeah. left behind by people, and there's, and he and, and Hank starts to use it to build stuff, and he builds there's like a, there's a, like a kind
3: cityscape of a, and a fake bus, a movie theater, a, uh, yeah, <laughs> a cafe,
0: yeah well then he f- especially when he finds out that like he can use M- M- manny's thumb and forefinger as flint and tinder yeah. and then puts it in front of his butt when he farts to like spark a blaze for
1: a
2: fire <laughs>
0: oh man
1: no no just like there's some crazy shit that oh yeah. he does he he fills he stuffs his gullet Swiss full of like Army little man. pebbles and like oh gives him the heimlich doing- and just plays you know skip the stone you know he, he needs he to he chop to some gun. rocks and he, like tweaks his arm back and then whack Yeah, just cuts I, I mean when he makes the grappling hook with the crutch and, yeah he oh shoves God. the crutch shoves it right down his throat, throat and then, like, <laughs> i mix
0: it to fucking up
1: into the tree. This movie was genius, and I have to say, I mean, like, Paul Dano was always really, really stellar as an actor, and I love the the goofy, weird... Awkward. Awkward, off-kilter films that he goes for. Because he's also a writer, and he's a producer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's... He knows what he's doing, and... But Daniel Radcliffe playing a cadaver, I just didn't... I, I, I was... Oh, he loves doing weird shit. He does love doing weird shit. And and I love- He refuses
3: to stay Harry Potter, which is all the more reason I just- (laughs) He has taken
1: such great steps to break out of that stereotype. And I think that he has succeeded beyond any of us, any of our wildest dreams. I mean- you know, uh, the other cast members have done great jobs. And I mean, Emma Watson and him have really come far and away, so far away from and Harry Emma's Potter. Got
3: a, a, she's gone a bit more classical. Oh, no, she has. Well, she uh, like she went politics she's politics a little
1: a, bit. Well, she did. She's, yeah, she's you know an ambassador to uh, you know uh, the UN and whatnot, and she's, she's coming up with Sleeping like, Beauty in in February I'm or March, and, like that. W- which we're totally going to talk about. But Daniel Radcliffe, if if they don't both at least get like a SAG nod or award, oh, they already or something, won a couple awards. Well, no, I imagine they have. But I mean, we're talking about the big awards yeah. at the beginning of next year. If they don't at least fall into some kind of nominations for this, I'll be really surprised. I will be
0: profoundly disappointed if either of them are not nominated for at least a Golden Globe. Yeah. Yeah. Because they both truly outdid themselves. <laughs> Paul Dano stole my fucking breath away in this movie. It was like Was the it thing. the farting scene? <laughs> I, right. I, I wonder really how they did that, st- you know, like the, 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 the quivering buttocks
1: in the pants is like he finally farts. <laughs> dude, dude, the, but, the, but the boner, though. Oh, <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh no, no, oh. that's right. That's like the best one. And the I'm fucking, not going to spoil it for anybody because oh, you need to go see the movie. Oh, but no. yes, Daniel Radcliffe has a magical cadaver boner. Two, two words, divining rod. <laughs> divining, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. And it's fucking brilliance. It's such brilliance in how they use yeah. that oh god without, I forgot about that Without
0: spoiling too much of the the movie in, in particular like the thing I really enjoyed about this movie the most is what a beautiful meditation on loneliness and depression it and really was. suicide and all of these things are because what you're what you're seeing at least in my opinion is that Manny is a projection is is a projection of 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 Hank's soul mm-hmm. basically that he sees and he is literally trying to bring his his dead and dying soul back to life, uh, from the verge of from the verge of death. And I thought that was just such a just the way that they go about telling that in this crazy, whimsical, fantastical, you know, buddy dark, mov- weird, dark and uh, weird, and uh, kind
3: and, of uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, but buddy movie
3: so. Human,
0: yeah, so incredibly human and so incredibly touching. He's a like, trash
3: person. He's out with the trash. He's left out and mm-hmm. just like he's and and yeah, he's trying to bring his soul back to life. Yeah, his humanity. Well, and I have some. I have oh, some, so good.
0: I have some interesting theories about the fact that I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think that he was actually stranded anywhere. Oh, oh no, yeah, no, no, we no, ta- no. You and I wasn't.
3: talked about this. We talked about this because because there's things in the movie. And By you're the like, end of the well,
1: film, you're like, well,
3: but then the last scene. I where think he the just fucking.
1: Yeah, no, that was great.
3: And the cameraman's face. No. The oh no, cameraman. no! And Mary
1: Elizabeth Winstead, what the fuck? <laughs> his dad's just laughing. Slow pause, and his dad breaks oh, up. Searchlight, like, you go. It's out in in cinema right now. I Everybody so hard. needs to go see this film. I yeah. cried. It, it I laughed so hard. Genuinely, is is possibly? It's 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 definitely in the top three films this year. And let's. Let's let's put all the popcorn fare away. Let's put all the big summer blockbusters away. Something that is original that that came as an idea and 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 two two gentlemen put this together and brought a couple of great actors into this. This was a smart original film mm-hmm. that that definitely should receive several accolades in my opinion. It's yeah. definitely definitely worth it. And if you've not gone to see it, you should definitely catch it. It's uh, it's playing at most um, it's all over the country it's it's at this well, point. it's, it's it, it is but it's not in 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 uh it's not been in huge release yeah it's playing like like it's playing at camera seven mm-hmm. it's playing yeah. uh, uh Santana row yeah limited, and like limited th- engagement it's limited engagements you know it opened in New York and la and then like a week later it opened globally uh, or nationally but it still isn't playing at like every single theater because it is an indie picture Mm-hmm.
0: which i i like you know you actually have to go and search it out but it totally
3: is, is yeah. it works one of my it's
0: great one of one of the things about this movie that i thought was wonderful and that really kind of tied the whole thing together is the fact that through all this was weird the was all this yeah, right. through all this weird creepy macabre stuff that's going on throughout this there is such a sense of like Whimsy. wonder of wonder and innocence
3: whimsy to this
0: movie there is such a there is such a pervasive innocence to to the film and it really centers around it really centers around manny around daniel radcliffe's character who knows who literally knows nothing about anything and hank has to explain everything to him about how things work and the convert and he's Manny is so is 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 so innocent and and a blank and a blank slate that has to be has to have the world to exp- explain to him in the simplest concepts possible, and I thought that was so beautiful because it really just kind of you see him breaking you see Hank breaking things down in such simple ways that you you start to realize are having a profound as profound an effect on him and how he thinks about the world mm-hmm. as. They are on Manny, who's starting to kind of understand the way things work, and I thought that was just so. And you
3: see how Hank is, has built the world around yeah. himself to explain things, to, and it's mm-hmm. just so weird. And
0: it's and it's altering his it's altering his own worldview and his own perception of himself and and of the the world around him, and it just yeah, oh many feels, God. many many feels in this movie. It's got layers, bro.
1: say it is too late, did you even mourn, there's no point asking why, reaffirm your alibi, all those lies yet. Yeah, tell, but the ones you left behind, the ones you left behind, after the light.
2: Well, we'll start the science portion of the docket with my uh, uh, trip to Houston last week. Um, there's not really much to do there, so...
1: Houston, we have a problem. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, I decided, might as well go to fucking NASA, because it's right there. And, um, you know, for like 25 bucks, you get in there, and they have like a sort of like kiddie area, but the best part of it was actually like going on the shuttle and seeing the facilities, going in and seeing where they are playing with all of their toys. And they had all kinds of cool shit in there. Um, you know, these like spider crawlers that they're developing to like walk on on Mars and um, these no. uh, vehicles that they're making to drive on Mars. and um, they have this Orion project, which is the big project to get us to Mars.
1: Mm, scary yeah. stuff scary scary like living in a sci-fi but movie but awesome but scary awesome. what are
0: you talking about it's just nothing but awesomeness going on there well you yeah. know
1: you know it is awesome i mean the idea of, of it is awesome but there are a lot of things that they have to overcome you know i mean shit, that's that is like a year and a half travel time one way
3: and there are so many people who are totally down
1: and there are so many people who are totally down oh, yeah. but you have to think about other things too i mean you know out of the out of the uh the the protective bubble of our uh, uh out of our sphere you know we're subject to cosmic radiation and bombardment by you know uh super fast particulates and i mean like there's a very good likelihood that the first mission to mars is gonna end with everybody fucking dying before they get to mars
2: you're probably right
3: <laughs> okay
1: there's a very strong likelihood so it's kind of scary i think i saw that movie
3: you mean kind of like when we we're like the moon what you can't go to the moon
1: I didn't come say on. they couldn't
3: go.
2: The no. moon isn't as far as uh, It's
1: far true. Away. And yeah, but, like, the come on, three we're always going
2: to want to go. Sure. Yeah. We're no, always sure. going to be like, yeah.
3: Honestly, I love the idea. idea.
1: I love the idea of people going to Mars. I'm We're sorry, I'm totally explores. stealing this like whole bit with your story. <laughs> I love the idea of people going to Mars, but let's be honest, there is a celestial body ridiculously close to us. We need to start doing stuff with the moon. We need to put like a permanent outpost on there and then we need to be shuttling back and forth. We basically need to be taking up all this space between Earth and the Moon and we just need to we need to own that shit. And then we can start thinking about building things on the moon and launching off from there and going to Mars. And you're my talking opinion. about like fifty years from now, going to Mars.
3: Well, I mean, I don't know. It just sounds like you're getting all excited about the closet. It's like, let's move to a new location. Let's let's upgrade. Let's go to Mars. I mean, upgrade.
1: It's Mars. I don't no, you lot know what I mean. On, but- come on. There's issues with like going know, to the I moon and, and spending a lot of time on the moon. There's issues with us being in space for long amounts of time. There aren't many, but no, you're, not nearly as many, as many. But really yeah, are, there's a lot yeah. of issues. Like a year and or a that, half of people in space. That, I mean, uh, there's been like, what, three people who've spent more than a year in, in space on the space station. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it can't be done, but there's just a lot that we don't know. But anyways, you were talking about your trip to Houston. <laughs>
3: anyway, sounds like a fun trip, honestly. It,
2: it was. Least, I mean, at least the national. Cool. The NASA portion was great, and seeing old friends was great. But, um, but the coolest thing was actually being able to go into this huge warehouse and see a full rocket.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: And you you, got, you, you until no you idea. see it up close, you just don't understand the scale of these things. Just the freaking engines alone. That sounds
1: like a pickup line I heard the other night. <laughs> You wish. <laughs> red rocket, red w- rocket. Was it yours? <laughs> Actually.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the scale, my dear. You just oh. won't believe it until you see it's it. All oh my God. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's all relative. It's all relative.
0: To the moon, Alice. I'm, I'm, I'm moon. picturing, <laughs> and she's picturing <laughs> pew. Pew. <laughs> There's not enough thrust. <laughs> not nearly enough. I thrust. can't do it, Captain. And way too much drag.
2: <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely cool to see that. But also the cool thing that happened while I was out in Houston is on the Fourth of July they uh, got the uh, the 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 satellite or whatever the hell they're do- they're using to orbit Jupiter into place to Orbit, oh, Jupiter, yeah, 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 which that's is right. which was a big, big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah.
1: considering that, uh, they had to do controlled braking after passing uh, Titan and Io, mm-hmm. and they had to get it into a, a very particular, uh, a geosynchronous orbit, they had to brake at certain intervals, and then there would be radio silence for like 30 for 36 minutes or something like that, and they wouldn't even know until well after the the passing uh, you know there there's like a red line of like up oh, air 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 and then fuck up but apparently it was flawless. Yeah. And they it's did it. now sitting in orbit and they've got pictures of like Saturn and oh dude some dope pictures came from Saturn because they're a lot closer to Saturn now. So they got like the uh, the uh, aurora borealis of uh, oh, the southern nice. pole of Saturn. Mm-hmm. This gr- oh, no they're great pictures now because they've got this very stable Lens floating around Jupiter so they're able to shoot all kinds of shit that they haven't been able to see.
0: If you're not following them on Instagram already, yeah, NASA yeah, has yeah. a great Instagram feed and the ISS yes, has a great Instagram yes, feed for the International both of them. Space Station. And they just post beautiful, beautiful space photography from mm-hmm. Hubble, from Juno, from the Cassini mission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like it's it's just it's all just wonderful, wonderful shit. And- so
1: sorry, I took I took your thunder there Can <laughs> I apologize. No, 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 it's I'm all totally good. a space nut it's like nobody really knows this, but I totally am. <laughs> I should have been an astronaut.
2: <laughs> yeah, so um, that that was the highlight of my trip was going out there. And oddly enough, they have a small like little ranch area where they have some longhorn cattle there. So we were able to space cows. And- yeah,
1: <sniffs> only steers and queers come yeah, from exactly. Texas. Exactly, and you ain't got no horns. And that kind of <laughs> narrows it down. <laughs> uh, space cows no, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> 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 um I'm really interested do in it talk about it talking about this story about Stephen Hawking yeah it's. Kind I of, was wondering about that because this was this was a crazy thing and no, so no, no it's, it's, it's as as Dave would say is she just
1: trolling or is this a real story <laughs> yeah no because I mean who would want to kill this poor guy I mean yeah. he's a fucking
0: genius well, but she's a fundy. She's a religious funding, right? Um, so that's the that's the thing, right? So the it's an Amer- American woman living in Norway uh, had been sending a, a number of threatening emails to to Hawking, telling him that she was going to uh, kill him at this festival called the Starmus Festival. It's an astronomy conference um, that was going to be happening in the Canary Islands. Um, she sent well uh, over 100 emails and tweets saying things like, I am very close to you. I am going to kill you, so on and so Jesus. forth. Jesus. Uh, Hawking's daughter alerted the Spanish police, who were there providing extra security during the festival. They arrested her during the conference at a hotel not far from where Hawking was speaking. She had his itinerary, detailed notes on his home and office, and how she planned to kill him. And... Um, Spanish court issued a restraining order barring her from going again uh, within 500 meters of Hawking or sending a messages for only 8 months which seems like not nearly right. long enough. Uh, it sounds like she's going to be putting some alts together here pretty soon. Yeah, probably. She's
3: got on a mission from God.
0: Yeah, essentially. Um uh, that's I hate these people. that's pretty much that that's that's pretty much the idea. I mean, she said in her statement to the police she said that she well. She said that she loves him and that she would never harm him. When they searched uh-huh. her hotel, when they searched her hotel room, this is according to the source article from Spain, a publication called El Pais. Uh, they found a collection of uh, what they're calling esoteric items linked to religious extremism and contrary to Hawking's theories denying the existence of God. See, here's the flip side thing about Stephen Hawking and why he has become such a target. Like some of these other folks, he is part of this whole sort of like what they call like the new atheism movement. Which is, you know, started in the early 2000s in the post 9-11 world with guys like Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, uh, David Dennett, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Richard uh, Richard Dawkins, um, Stephen Hawking and several others who came out not just as not just as atheists, but pretty strong anti theists as well. These are really outspoken religious critics. Who have gained an incredible amount of prominence over the years, not just for their scientific contributions, but for their contributions to secular life and to emboldening the secular community to be able to come out and stand up and say, we don't believe, we don't want to believe, get your God out of my government. And the, he has is, is been one of these that's Yay! been really prominent in that. Fuck and so, yeah. of course, there's been a backlash. But, you know, at the same time, if anybody's been thr- if, if anybody's been threatening to kill somebody like Neil deGrasse Tyson, we ain't never heard about it. Mm, um, no,
1: but who wants to kill that cool motherfucker?
0: Right. He seems like such a nice guy. He does. Like I just kind of want. Just get... a
1: smart fellow. I want to have a couple pints and just talk about physics. With yeah. Just space. I mean, I don't know shit about physics. I just want to hear him talk hear him about, him talk it. about so physics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me about black holes. Yeah. Ooh. Science. Then what? Yeah, science, bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, anybody who's a Breaking Bad fan knows what I'm talking about.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just. I, it's, it's, it's just nuts because this is the first time, like I said, at least publicly, that anybody's uh, that anybody's gone to this sort of extreme. I've heard a lot of, of stories about people like Sam Harris and, and and folks like that who these these guys travel with bodyguards. They Sam Harris actually, I agree with him or disagree with him in terms of his personal politics and stuff. The guy has a really smart view on certain on certain things like he has some pretty interesting perspectives on like the second amendment that are pretty interesting as a person who actually deals with threats to his life on a regular basis he has an armed bodyguard and he has a concealed carry permit and he's like he's like I wouldn't I wouldn't I will cap a motherfucker Well and he's like I wouldn't I wouldn't let 90% of the public have one of these things Because most people just they Just give Are them away stupid and
3: foolish well, and They just give them away and with impulsive no, and yeah, Well they
0: give them away with no training and no backgrounds yeah. and stuff right. Like that and it's just ridiculous and I don't want to get I don't want to get too into that and this is not the show for That but right um, But at the same time like Hawking is a guy I mean this Is a guy who's like confined to a wheelchair And he's got this you know he's got this disability And whatnot and he's basically defenseless except For the people around him who Um, you know, who are charged with the task of protecting him. So, you know, mad props to them for for doing that. Um, But it's just I think this is just very much like a sign of the times too. when you talk about when you talk about the rise of like extremism and things like that that are going on here. It's not surprising to hear stories like this kind of bubbling to the surface. And I have a feeling that as technology continues to advance and science continues to advance, that we're going to hear more of these and not less as the backlash from. From the the more ignorant and um, hostile and frightened parts of our population on the planet decide to take a backlash against all those pointy-headed know-it-alls that just want to, like, take us to the moon and Mars and shit.
1: All right, let's talk about something a little more I'm lighthearted here. You. Let's talk about a volcano about to yeah, destroy everybody's flight plans.
3: The science section's a downer. It
1: is kind of a a downer. So Iceland's uh, Hecla volcano uh, looks like it's going to erupt. The last eruption uh, in 2000 lasted for two straight weeks. Um, I really hope this doesn't happen anytime soon as I'm about to get on a jet plane and go to the beautiful land of Oz. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it's like you were saying during the last one. The last eruption lasted for two weeks, and they canceled all flights in and out well, of the yeah. UK. So uh,
1: last time, uh, last time it went off, uh, my cousin, um, she was she was set to come out. Um, either she she was either set to come out or she was already out here. Either way, it couldn't have been in two thousand. There there was a volcano. Maybe not in Iceland. Maybe it was in uh, Greenland. It, either way, this big fuck off volcano went off for like a week two weeks straight and it canceled all flight traffic in the northern hemisphere between north america and europe i mean literally canceled everything because there was just so much crap in the air and she was grounded uh, i think she was i don't remember if it was over here or over there either way she was delayed like two weeks uh getting uh getting either to one side of the pond or the other so i'm really hoping this doesn't happen in the next two weeks like let the fucker erupt. When I'm over there in two weeks. In two weeks, and then like it, let it, me let my plane land, and then let's August have this fucker go off. August no, 2nd, my, August. my my plane lands on the third. No, if okay. you're if you're, lucky, right. if you're lucky, I leave on the second. Uh, if you're lucky,
0: okay. it'll erupt like two days before you're about to leave. So Ooh. then you'll just get to hang out for an extra week. Oh, oh yeah, two days before I'm supposed to come back oh. home. Yeah, two days before oh. you're supposed to come home. Yeah, if it erupts, then you're like, hey guys, I'm stuck in England for another week with Cirsha. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, either
1: I'll find some cutie to bed down with or I'll just come s- go stay at my cousins for a week and then jump, jump out of a plane on Heathrow or something. I don't know. I'll sort it out, mate.
3: As long <laughs> as you get there first. Yes, yes. Yes.
1: And then I'm fine with being stuck there. I'm pulling for you. I really Thank am. Thank you. Thank you. Just gives one more reason for everybody to miss me just a little bit more.
0: <laughs> no. No. Hey, the monster misses me. You can go fuck yourself. Oh, I mi- I I miss you. I miss you too, but I'm reloading, so it's okay. Oh, it. ha. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Uh huh. Took my there brain a go. second <laughs> to catch <laughs> up on that. Yeah. I saw the gears. Gonna, I saw it. I'm gonna kill you like Stephen Hawking.
1: <laughs> oh. oh too soon. <laughs> too soon. Um We love you, Stephen. Uh, let's talk about this uh cybernetic organism here, because this is Pretty fucking cool yeah.
0: No the headlines The headline from Gizmodo Says it all Like this It was like This cyborg stingray Is the coolest thing You'll see all day And it was It really really was This guy created a Actually created a full on Cybernetic organism He took a um, Like basically this like You know sy- This like synthetic plastic compound And created it in the shape Of a stingray Created a little gold Like paper thin Sort of skeleton Type thing to put inside it that would that was set up so they'd be able to flap the rings and everything like that with this gold skeleton and they laced it with uh, what are called cardiomyocytes which are heart muscle cells from rats and there's about 200,000 of them on this thing and what he's been able to do is is by using light pulses uh, light pulses actually activate the cells to contract and ex- like to expand and contract and it causes the wings to flap so he can actually guide this thing around with little light impulses and it's just yeah it's so cool it is a true Cyborg, a hybrid of biological and synthetic components, and it's it's a ama- it's just it's just amazing because it's such a simple little thing. But the the idea is is really cool because what he's the reason why he designed this is to be able to explore tissue motion specifically. He's a um, he's a heart researcher. Ah. And so he got all those cells, right? When he developed, so he developed this thing in order to be able to better study the way that heart cells respond to stimuli and how they move, so that he can create, so that he can work to develop, you know, greater advances for things like heart surgery and uh, heart recovery technology, and especially for doing things like like building synthetic hearts and stuff down the road or like grow, you know, basically growing them out of, you know, growing them out of themselves. Like you can monitor the technology,
3: build them and then grow them. Yeah. Oh ex- man, that's, that's really cool. Ex- right?
0: <laughs> right? No, it's amazing. And there's a great, there's a great I little have a
3: cyborg heart. Yeah. Take yeah.
0: that. Yeah. I, I, I want to cy- <laughs> I want a cyborg heart. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll live a little longer. No, this thing, this thing's really, really awesome. I, like I said, there's a great little video uh, where they show him leading it around and it's, it's it's sensitive and responsive enough that he created it it's so cool he created this little obstacle course and he guided this little he guided this little tiny stingray this thing through bro. through the obstacle course with like light impulses from like something that looks like a laser pointer sure and it's just it's just so neat um I I love this because the the, the big thing for me is I've been waiting for a long time to see. Biotechnology start to create more and greater advances for humanity because I think it's going to be it's going to be a thing that's really I really see that as being sort of the next stage of our uh, of our evolution as a species, especially when it comes to physicality is and, this a, and and health and everything. Mm-hmm. Is this idea of merging technology with biology?
3: Let's not just make you, let's not just grow you a new heart. Let's not just cut a heart out of a pig or a valve or whatever. It's like no, we're going to build you a new heart.
1: Yeah. Using your own stem cells. Mm-hmm.
3: So fucking weird. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's kind cool. of awesome. It's or that it'll be like did has anybody ever seen the, the film Mr. Nobody?
0: No. Not yet. No, I didn't see that. one oh, wow, with Jared Leto. Really? Right? Yeah,
1: it's got Jared Leto and it was um just just a quick note, this is uh it's it was ridiculously interesting film. Uh, it has uh, Jared Leto, um Juno Temple in one of her first roles, and uh Diane Kruger as well as uh, uh, Ralph E. finds and, uh, and then I forget who plays the mother. She's batty crazy. Anyways, basically the premise of the film is um, Jared Leto is, is Mr. Nobody, and he's built... Uh, well he's, he's, he's The the film is experienced through two decisions that he makes. His parents... Um, his parents separate, and the movie explores both, what both roles. What happens if he goes with his mom? What his happens if mom he goes with his dad? dad? Um, and there's other deeper, um, you know, metaphors that go on with the film, but long story short, Phil follows him in this, in this film till he's a very old man and he has literally experienced both avenues of his life. And so he gets his story and his meaning and everything kind of crossed. Anyways, he's really old and he's the last human on earth who hasn't adopted, um, um, their 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 stem cell pig. Basically, everyone becomes quasi mortal because they have a pig that they genetically engineer with your genes to grow new organs for you. So when something fails, they harvest it from this pig, and so you've got this little pig that's basically like a clone of you but in pig form. And <laughs> wow. it, this movie's weird, and it was released in France in two thousand four, and they didn't release it in the states until two thousand nine. Wow. So oh. this is a movie that I saw well before most of the, the American populace saw it. Everybody was talking about it in 2009. I'm like, yeah. I never even heard of it. This I saw. movie's The Dope Sauce. I remember when it came Mr. out in Nobody. 2009,
0: but yeah. I, didn't, I never saw well,
1: it. You guys should all take time to watch it. It's a brilliant piece what? of film.
0: The first news I got about it was when I saw it on the in my Netflix queue. Oh about yeah, a, watch About it. a year and a half ago, and I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting," and kind of glossed it over. But I'll definitely watch it. check it out now. Watch it. It's yeah. a very
1: good movie. It's very, very good movie. Um, great narration in it, and it, oh, I don't know. It's a, but, anyways, yeah, it makes me think of that.
0: Interested in any of the stories from this episode? You can find show notes at echoplexmedia.com with links to everything we talked about. All of the shows on Echoplex Media are powered by Ubuntu Studio. For more information, visit ubuntustudio.org.
1: And uh, with that, this is the close of the show. Um, the Sarah Monster in her little magenta shorts is flitting around here getting ready to run out the door. <laughs> Those are awesome.
0: her. T- she's wearing her Torque Team shorts. Eye.
1: Good, right? So I just looked over to see what you were doing, and all I, I saw know. was like butt cheeks, dat ass. and just like <laughs> all you saw it. was dat ass. I, all I That's saw true. was dat ass, and that <laughs> summer ass is is in full effect.
3: It's too goddamn hot, motherfuckers! It's so hot. I can't take this shit. And with that, I'm gonna go catch the train, <laughs> so I don't have to bike
1: home. Yes, and uh, so that was the Sarah Monster saying
3: goodbye, goodbye, goodbye,
1: and I'm going Bye, to. Bitches. Say goodbye,
3: goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye,
1: goodbye, goodbye. And go fuck yourself. And Randall is going to say, Peace, motherfucker. Have a good night. And the Lady Viking over here, who drove the ship for the last hour? Yes. Splendid job.
2: The Lady Viking says, Pillage first, then burn. Say hello.